Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, all my Girl Next Door friends. How are you going? It's Renee here. It is so good to be with you on another episode of Girl Next Door. I hope you've had a really great week. We've had a very good week in the Bennett household. Um, Georgia is about to turn 21, so we are planning for her party. Maybe we should podcast about that. No, she'll probably say no. (laughs) I often say to the kids, oh, we can podcast about that. No, mom. All right, so what are we up to? Hey, just before we get cracking into the second part of our Think Again collection, I can I ask you guys a huge favor? I would love, it would be so, mean so much to me if you guys would jump onto Apple Podcast and leave a review. Of course, five-star review would be the nicest. Um, th- that would be super helpful and share it and subscribe. Now, I've asked you guys a few times before, can someone please tell me if you can leave reviews on Spotify? I don't think you can. I've tried to do it before for other podcasts because I, you know, I love to leave good reviews when I love a podcast. But anyway, come come and let me know. So that would be great if you could do that. So on to today's episode, Think Again, part two. Um, you don't have to listen to every one of the collection for it to make sense, but we started this topic last week and we well actually the week before even I talked about the importance of thinking things through and researching for ourselves and being people who live life from a um, a critical thinking point of view and when I say critical I don't mean negative I mean critical you know critical thinking I explained what that was the other week thinking things through thinking for ourselves so last week we talked about polio which was like mind-blowing um you know, we've all been told this particular narrative about polio and the treatment for polio our whole lives, and yet there seems to be enough evidence to throw a shadow on that, and there's nothing wrong with us asking the questions. So what we're going to do today, we are going to dig back a little bit in history um, because I want to encourage you, um, I think when we look back in history, we can see the importance of becoming critical thinkers because there have been plenty of times where the whole world, it seems the whole world, or at least majority of society, have believed a certain thing. And if we challenged that thing, we would have been called crazy or conspiracy theorists, and yet those things turn out to be true. Um, So here's a few examples, and I've actually posted this on my Instagram. You should, if you go to my Instagram, girlnextdoor.podcast, you'll be able to see these adverts that I'm about to talk about. They're actually really kind of funny to look back on. But in the 1960s in particular, you can find these ads that tell us certain things that now we would find horrifying. So one of them is a picture of a lady Um, tanking amphetamines. And the ad is about how we should all take amphetamines to stay healthy. And I think it was to do with weight loss as well. But of course, now we know that to be an addictive drug. And then there was another advert where it was uh, advertising asbestos and how good a product it is 
uh, or was to protect our farms by lining our buildings with asbestos. Well, now we know asbestos kills us. Uh, Another one was a a doctor. These are all hand-drawn, right? Because that's how they did adverts back then. But there were doctors, a doctor sitting there smoking a cigarette and it was um, advertising the brand Camel. uh, And it was the basically saying that this brand was the choice of cigarettes for doctors. So go out and smoke some camels, guys. Not the animal, okay? (laughs) Um, And then another one was how we need to eat more sugar to give us the willpower to undereat. There is just so much wrong with that advert just there. It is the funniest thing. Eat more sugar to give us the willpower to undereat. So there you go. There's a few ads from the 60s that we now look back and go, that is literally hysterical. That is that we know all of those things to be not true. But at the time, the crazy ones who pushed back and questioned and had the courage to go against popular opinion ended up being right. Like, can you imagine the people that first started going against the doctors who were the health experts telling everyone that cigarettes were good for you? And then people, you know, I mean, who, I have to research that. I don't know. Who were the brave people that started pushing back and telling these doctors, no, cigarettes are bad for you? They were telling pregnant women, by the way, to smoke cigarettes and that it was good for them. Um, And of course, who were the brave people that went against the health experts? They would have been considered completely crazy, completely wrong. And yet now in hindsight, we know them to be completely right. And so it makes me ask the question, well, if that was true of then, can't that still be true of now? If there were things back then that the whole of society swore black and blue to be true, but turned out to be wrong, Well, surely there are things right now that we're living in that we're accepting as true that perhaps are wrong. And what would have happened if courageous people didn't push back and made themselves uncomfortable in the process to do so? Um, You know, I think about how often it's the crazy ones that turned out to be the heroes. I think I spoke about that a few weeks ago with Galileo um, and and how he had a completely different view and said that the world was round and not flat. And they were like, you are an idiot. You've got no idea. But, you know, and he was even um, in today's culture, we would call it cancelled. And I think where we're at right now in society is that we've gotten um, a bit lazy with our thinking for a couple of reasons. I think one is because we actually haven't had to think anymore for ourselves. We've had others to think for us, you know. So, you know, the government thinks for us and they've done a really good job of looking after us until now. And we've got good healthcare and we've got good welfare and they tell us what to do and we do it. Uh, we've got the internet to think for us. If you have any question, you don't have to think about it. You don't, you could, you don't even have to go to a book or, or ask a person. You, you just go to Google. Calculators think for us. You don't have to calculate numbers in your head. You just go to a calculator. Our cars do a lot of the thinking for us. Oh my gosh, my car, I've got a a new car and um, it even tells me when I'm about to run out of petrol and asks me if it would like to take me to a petrol station. I'm like, no, I can do that myself. Thank you. (laughs) So even our cars think for us. I think another reason we've gotten lazy too with our thinking is because it just 
it just doesn't matter. There hasn't been a negative consequence, I think, um, to to not thinking for ourselves. You know, nothing bad has happened. In fact, I think life's been pretty pretty easy and pretty cozy. Um, but I think that the time has really come, and this is why I sent my kids to the school that we sent them to, and I always tell you about that, because they are really big on teaching the kids how to think, not what to think. Um, so we are going to get into two particular things today. It's kind of going to be a bit fun, a little bit more lighthearted. Um, but I want to talk firstly, I said I'll talk about polar bears, so I will end with the polar bears, but I want to talk about plastic bags, right? The plastic bag ban. Now, this literally gets me nearly every time I go into a supermarket and I can't help myself. Sometimes I start saying things out loud and the kids are like, mum, would you be quiet? But it really gets me because this is one of the best examples of how we as a society, we do not think, we cannot be thinking for ourselves. And these big businesses like the supermarkets are taking advantage of us and almost kind of like making fools of us every time we shop. So let's have a think about this. Do you guys remember a couple of years ago, in fact, it was 2018, when there was this big campaign around saving the environment, reducing our waste, and so they decided they were going to ban plastic bags. Now, this hit all the different states in Australia at different times. I'm not sure if it hit around the world. Now, of course, we all completely concur 100% with the fact that we need to be better to the environment, reduce our waste, bring down pollution, right? So we were told how the plastic bags were clogging up our oceans and we were seeing images put before us of marine life who were in danger of dying either by ingesting these bags or getting tangled up in them. And it was sad. It made you really sad to see this footage. And it is a terrible thing, like killing our ocean and our marine life and polluting our, our planet. Um, they also said that another reason to ban these plastic bags was because how unsightly it was to be littering our environment. So what do we have to do? Well, we've got to do better. We've got to save our world for our children or they're going to have a terrible world handed to them. So we were told that we had a certain amount of time and we were going to see all plastic bags across, particularly in the shopping arena, would be banned. Now, I said the word banned because that's what they said, right? And state by state, I think South Australia was first, and we were told to buy alternate reusable bags and bring those in every time we shopped. And we were given a grace period where there were some plastic bags that they said that would still be available for a little while, but we'd have to buy them for 15 cents. So I'm like, you know what? This is a good thing. Fair enough. And I was one of those people that constantly went into the shop without remembering my bag and would walk out with my arms full because I forgot my bag and I didn't want to buy a plastic bag for 15 cents because I was going to help save the environment. Now, if you are anything like me, I was waiting for that moment when I was going to walk into Coles or Woolies or, um, you know, forgot my reusable bag only to find there would be no more plastic bags available at the supermarket at all, right? Because it was a plastic bag ban. But that's never happened. 
There are literally as many plastic bags available in the supermarket now as there were three years ago before the plastic ban, bag ban. What's going on? Okay, you can go to, I went to the Queensland government website to look this up and to check out, well, what was the plan? Am I missing something here? And so if you look it up, I looked up um, the Pollution Management Waste Recovery Reduction Plan, and they've got links there to the ban for shoppers, the ban for retailers, and how it would be enforced. And this is where it gets interesting, guys, because not all bags were banned. So they had a list of the ones that were acceptable. Have a listen. String bags, tick, tick. Cotton bags, tick, tick. Hessian bags, yep. Nappy bags, yes. Uh, The cold bags, yes. Oh, and wait for it. The other acceptable bag is heavy-duty plastic bags. What? But the ones that were banned were the lightweight plastic bags, the ones that were biodegradable, compostable, and degradable. Um, so I looked at that and I'm like, that's backwards. We, we made, they made a big deal about how they made those bags a few years ago because they broke down in the environment, but now they're banning those, the bags made to break down and biodegrade a band and the heavy duty thick plastic bags are allowed. Now, why? Well, they said it was because the heavy duty bags could be reused and that, um, the biodegradable bags could not be reused. And so any bag that's reusable is not bag banned, but any bag that's not reusable is banned. Okay. Because that makes me go, what's the sense in that? Aren't plastic bags, plastic bags? Like you can reuse a biodegradable bag if you want. And at the end of the day, if you really want to save the environment, just never, ever, ever use another plastic bag again. You'd be better off with a biodegradable bag because at least that's got a chance to break down before it maybe kills some more of the wildlife, right? And if littering is a problem, like the government website says, well, do you really think people who litter are going to go, oh, wait, hang on, I better not litter this bag because it's a thick, heavy duty bag that's going to endanger the wildlife. No, if you're going to litter, you're going to litter. So instead, what supermarkets did, they never banned plastic bags. They just changed the kind of bag that was available at the checkout from this biodegradable to the heavy one. And then on top of it, they charged us. So guess what? Win-win to the big business supermarkets because they got to virtue signal their care for the environment because they're part of this big plastic bag ban. And at the same time, they got to make money off it by charging us all 15 cents every time we grabbed a bag. So in reality, though, they still offer plastic bags and they're making money and we all just like blindly go along and pay up. And it really infuriates me. Now, some people would say, come on, Renee, the research surely shows that charging for the bags has reduced the number of bags that we use. Now, maybe to a small degree, it might have helped, um, but call me cynical, but if the government and the supermarkets really are that concerned about saving our marine life and reducing pollution, which we all should be wanting to do, then why don't they just ban plastic bags altogether? Why would they still be trying to make money 
off of the bags. Like, shouldn't the actual campaign do what they said, which was actually ban them and not have them at all? So let's look at the data to back up their claims. Hmm, there's really not much to find. In fact, there's been hardly any studies following the plastic bag ban, not ban, to back up their claims that um, this ban has even worked. So there was one Australian study um, that I found, and I think it was actually reported on Sun on Sunrise, where they said that the ban actually did not work. In fact, this study suggested that Australia's bag ban has actually done the opposite, that it's contributed to the world's waste crisis um, with the reusable bags we pay for the privilege of using taking longer, the heavy-duty bags, to break down than the bags we used to use, and that the alternates, the string bag, cotton bag, all those, they're not much better. The study also said that sales of small single-use garbage bags rose a whopping 120%. So people just thought, oh, well, if I can't get those bags, I'll just go buy the garbage bags. Bags. In fact, according to the study, we now act less green because at least before we were reusing the thinner biodegradable bags for things such as bin liners and picking up dog poop. Yep, sorry to mention that on the podcast, but this is this is the reality, guys. But you won't hear the supermarkets talk about that study. In fact, we've really heard no more from the supermarkets, the government or anyone. They just put the ban into place, never banned the bags. In fact, if you look at it, we've made it worse. Um, What we've done has contributed to the pollution in society, but we don't even ask questions. What do we do? We just constantly live the same except now we're paying for the bags instead of, well, and I'm sure there are a lot of us that do use reusable bags more. I know I do. Um, But if you watch people when they go to the checkout, I always go to the self-serve checkout. And most people I see are still using the supermarket plastic bags. It's just that they're paying. Now, I'm sure it's made us a little bit more environmentally conscious, which is a really, really good thing. But it certainly has not achieved what they said because at the end of the day, plastic bags are plastic bags. And if they say they're going to ban them, then why don't they ban them? Maybe they should never have said something that they never meant. They shouldn't have said we're going to ban them. Maybe they should have just said we're going to try and lessen our usage, but they certainly have not banned them. Do you know what's even more ironical, guys? This cracked me up when I found this out. Do you know why the plastic bag was introduced in the first place? The plastic bag, get this, was introduced in 1959. Guess why? I feel like I need a drum roll. As a means to save the environment. What? Plastic bags were brought in because guess what we were using before then? Paper bags. You know Brady Bunch? Ever watch the Brady Bunch and... Carol, the mum, or Alice always comes in with the paper bags full of groceries. Well, paper bags were used up until 1959, and they were considered terrible for the environment because, oh, that's right, we've got to chop down trees to get paper bags. And so they introduced plastic bags 
to help save the environment. And instead, what have we done? We've made it worse, but it's been going on since 1959 and no one says anything. In fact, in Woolworths, I don't really shop that much at Coles, but there's a Woolies near me. I see paper bags as well as plastic bags that you can buy. So that's really funny. And you know what's even, here's another, here's double jeopardy. Here's another ironical thought. Guess what the new plastic bag is? Guess what the new thing is that's being littered like crazy? Masks. Do you guys see them everywhere? I literally see masks on the ground all the time. So I predict that they're soon going to become the new, you know, the new evil in the in the green um, environmental cause. And I reckon people who were once adamant that you had to wear masks, I reckon maybe those same people are going to flip and go, oh my gosh, they don't really, they're not really working. They're clogging up the environment. And I bet we're going to see a mask ban or or we have to, or they'll stop selling the throwaway ones and we'll only be able to have cloth ones or something like that. But I reckon that's going to be the next wave of virtue signal. That's my guess. Okay. So there you go. There's plastic bags. So now I hope you feel the same pain I do every time I go to the supermarket and I see the irony of us all feeling better about ourselves because, hey, we've helped the environment. Meanwhile, we're still grabbing plastic bags and we're paying the supermarkets. The supermarkets must be loving it. Okay, now, I said that I would talk about polar bears, if you're an animal lover. Um, Even if this is not a topic that interests you guys, it's the thought process that is interesting. That's why um, I wanted to share these different things. It's it's me saying, guys, we've got to think for ourselves in so many different ways in life. Okay, so all I heard about in primary school was the hole in the ozone layer and how it was making the ice caps melt and the polar bears were dying. We did projects on it. We studied it. We were told that polar bears would be extinct in just a few years. So if ever I saw one at the zoo, which I did a few times, I don't know if it was in the Sydney Zoo or somewhere, I remember just thinking, I'm so lucky I get to see a real life polar bear. How sad if they become extinct and they die. They're so beautiful. But guess what? I remember hearing about this just a few years ago where I had this epiphany. What happened to the polar bears? Well, they never ended up being extinct. In fact, their numbers ended up higher than ever. And I was like, what did we do it? What Were we successful in our education of the ozone layer and managed to save the polar bears? Is that why their numbers are up and they never ended up extinct? Like, did, did something that we do work? Well, you will still read on Google that as of 2008, they were declared threatened again and that the threat to polar bears um, is really held up still like it was when I was growing up, as the most powerful symbol of climate change. But the science does not back it up. According to the most authoritative scientific assessments, the polar bear does not face imminent extinction. So one of the um, global environmental organizations called Worldwide Fund for Nature, as well as about 2,500 diplomats and scientists, they gather, I don't know if it's yearly, but they gather for this conference called the Arctic Circle. And they found that the real problem here was irresponsible journalism. Oh my goodness. 
So while the polar bear, they said, is considered vulnerable, they certainly do not face extinction. It's the media that's like pin them up as the the poster, the poster child, the poster girl for, for climate change. And so their numbers were, however, lower in the 1970s, I think, and 1980s. But guess what? It was not for the reason. I feel so robbed. I was lied to as a child. It's not for the reason that they told us. It had nothing to do with the ozone layer or the ice caps melting or climate change. But the reason their numbers were slight were, were getting lower in the 70s and 80s was the fact that they were heavily hunted by trophy hunters and local indigenous hunters. Uh, can you believe that? I'm like, why didn't they just tell me that when I'm at school? Like, why, why did they lie? Why couldn't they be honest about the low numbers and that it had nothing to do with climate change? And it just this kind of thing just really infuriates me that we teach kids these things like it's truth. And this is why I'm saying we've got to be a critical thinker and we've got to research everything and find out what's really behind it. So what was really behind it was that they were being hunted. So in 1973, there was an agreement signed to stop the hunting and the polar bears became protected. And guess what? Their numbers went back up and their numbers have stayed up and they're not... um, Yes, they're vulnerable, but they're certainly nowhere near becoming extinct. But a generation of kids, were they taught the truth? No. So, you know, let's be honest. Our education uh, system taught us a lie and then they never corrected it. And also the media, I think, were a huge part of this and they certainly never corrected it. In fact, when I started hunting through on hunting, haha. <laughs> I didn't mean that as a joke, but you know, uh, when I started looking on Google around the polar bears, you, you still will see polar bears and climate change come up together. You've really got to hunt very specifically um, for the real reason, um, and then you'll you'll find it. And there's a whole been whole books written about it. So can you th- can you see why we need to think again? Why it is critical to think critically, and why we can't just believe what we are told and taught. So it's time to stop putting our brains in the hands of the media, stop putting our brains in the hands of big uh, uh, of the government or big business, um, or even education, just to name a few. So I want to encourage all of you, think critically. It takes practice. It takes time. But it is so, so worth it because if we don't, we might as well just become robots controlled by all of those that are in power around us. And that's certainly not how I want to live. And I would say the fact that you listen to this podcast would also, um, it is not the way that you want to live either. In fact, I actually think it's a really dangerous way to live. Uh, I think the most intelligent people are the people who are thinking for themselves. So we'll see where we go with this next week. Let me throw another one at you that I can explore next week. This literally changed some huge decisions that we made around our kids, um, our kids' health. But I noticed that children from third world countries where there was no dental, um, no dental programs had beautiful, straight white teeth. Have you ever noticed that? I was like, how come all these kids that I'm seeing in photographs, like the kids that I sponsor from World Vision, their teeth are always these beautiful 
white smiling teeth. And that got me thinking. So you will have to come back next week and find out about how could we have a third world country that don't have any of the dental care that we have, have teeth. Are we being ripped off again? I don't know. We need to think again, again. So guys, until then, if you can think of any topics where like me, you used to think one thing and now you're like your eyes have been open and you've been enlightened and it's something that you think perhaps would interest everyone, like plastic bags and polar bears, please let me know. I would love to hear from you. Anyway, until then, guys, have a fabulous couple of days. Um, Come back on Friday for Parenthood, uh, the Parenthood episode that we're doing on Friday. I'm going to talk about uh, marriage, marriage and raising kids. So I think that's going to be a good one. It's a very requested topic. So I thought I would start that. So until then, have the most wonderful week and I will see you on Friday. Bye.